And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, man, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the notorious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Vincent Price pays a visit to Duffy's Tavern from 1951. But it's time now for Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant must correctly answer more true or false questions about Dr. Seuss than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Mandy from Houston, Texas. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Hey, Lisa. I'm glad you called in. You were caller number nine. Uh, you know a few things about Dr. Seuss? I do. Oh, wow. Oh, good. I don't well, know this should anything, be fun. Anything about Dr. Seuss. <laughs> well, we've got a battle. What does he here. specialize in? Well, okay, so just to give you a little bit of What's information. What's his practice? He was born March 2nd of 1904. He died in September of 91 at the age of 87. Can he help me with my bad back? Uh, I don't think so, but he did write illustrate more than 60 books, uh, selling oh. over 600 million copies. Oh. So let's He's learn a, doctor a little bit. of literature? Uh, you can call him that if you wish. Okay. So, uh, Mandy, the first question is for you. It is true or false. Dr. Seuss was voted most likely to succeed by his classmates at Dartmouth College. Is that true or false? Well, Lisa, I'm, I'm going to say that's false because I, I'm not sure he went to Dartmouth. Okay. Hmm. Carl, what do you think? I'm going to say false on that. It is false, not because of what Mandy said, uh, but because he was... She knows what she's talking about. No, she doesn't, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) I do, I do. Mandy, uh, he was voted least likely to succeed, not most likely, but he did, in fact, go to Dartmouth College. Oh, okay. So that part was following. I'm following Mandy's lead here. Yeah, follow me. I will, I will, Mandy. Very good, we all follow Mandy. Yeah. Uh, Carl... Doctor Asus, because she gave in without taking. The, you sent me, me away, away, oh Mandy. Mandy, Mandy, did you know that song? Yeah, little Barry Manilow. Gee, what, do you think she's ever heard the song? Well, I don't Her know. name is oh, Mandy. Barry, Barry Manilow. Yes, right. Barry Manilow. Hey, you never know. She yeah. sounds young. No. Okay, Carl. Yes. Seuss added "doctor" to his name for mm-hmm. his father, who had hoped he would become a doctor. That's true. I think. Okay. I think that's true. Mandy, is he right? Yeah, yeah, I'll go with true. True is right. You are both on the board here. (laughs) Mandy. Mandy. Mandy knows all. That's for sure. Mandy, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street was his first children's book. 
What is it? And to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street mm. was his first children's book. Is that true or false, Mandy? Mm. No, that that one's false. Yeah, I don't know. That to me, that sounds like it's real. I'm gonna I'm gonna say true on that one. It is true. Oh. That is absolutely true. It wow. was rejected twenty seven times before getting published in nineteen thirty seven. Man. Right. Twenty seven so, times. We're, yep. we're done following Mandy. That's right. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay, Carl. Dr. Seuss is credited with inventing the word bookworm which first appeared in If I Ran the Zoo in 1950. That sounds true, so I'm going to say true. Okay. Mandy, is he right? Well, since Carl went against me, I'm going to go against Carl and say that's false. Well, that was very smart of you, Mandy. It is false. She is smart. The word that he invented was nerd, not bookworm. Mm -hmm. Really? I wonder if the nerd candy uh, pays him a royalty for that. You think Uh, so? That's a good question. You have to ask them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to find out. Okay. Because it's going to bother me. Okay. Well, you're always bothered by something. So (laughs) just add it to the list of things you bother, Carl. I'm bothered by more and more things. Are you bothered by Mandy? I was with Mike the other day. We were driving and I started complaining about some car and he was like, Man, you're crabby. He said something like that. You're like an old man. Yeah, now. he's like you're like an old man. He said we yeah, were driving my, to Carl lunch. Is, that's why I have the Roma wine I guess under the I'm table. I'm just getting older you're and a crabby, cranky guy, cranky and you're stuff. You just don't have a good disposition. And, <laughs> Uh, all, right. all right. I think we're tied up. I Mandy think you and I. are. Mandy, yeah. Green Eggs and Ham was written on a $50 bet when his publisher challenged him to write a book using 15 words or less. True or false? Mm. I like that one. That one's, that one's true, Lisa. Hmm. I'm, I'm agreeing with Mandy on that one. Why would you agree with Mandy? She knows what she's she talking about. She obviously doesn't. It is false. Oh. His publisher did challenge him to write a book, but using 50, five, zero. You're so tricky. 50 words. You know, Mandy, she's so tricky. Yeah, that's you the know? name of the game here. Carl, the Dr. Seuss National Memorial Sculpture Garden in Springfield, Massachusetts, features sculptures of Dr. Seuss's characters. Yes, true, true 100%, okay. unless it's another one and you're just being tricky. Mandy, is he right? Uh, no, no, you're being tricky, Lisa. You're a tricky one. That's false. It's true. <laughs> not oh, so Mandy, tricky. She's Mandy so tricky. Well. Carl's up one. All right, here we go, Mandy. Dr. Seuss's personalized license plate was Grinch. True or false? Mm. No, that that's false. I don't think so. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say it's true. It's true. It's ah. true. Uh, here's wow. the last question. Okay, there's one more. Uh, Seuss was awarded the Pulitzer Prize in 1984, the first person to win for writing children's books. True or false? Carl? That's true, I think. Mandy? Well, Carl seems to be on a streak, so let's go with, let's go with true. Let's go Carl. with church. You're absolutely right. Unfortunately, Carl, you didn't beat the host, you know, but... I, I know nothing about Dr. You're an awesome Seuss, player. Well, I, now you do. Nothing at all about him. And now him. you are um, educated. I thought he was a chiropractor. Mm. Until we started playing this game. All right, well, you've learned something this evening. <laughs> <laughs> that you're cranky and Dr. Seuss is not a chiropractor. Mandy, I'm going to send you a four-CD <laughs> set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas for playing the game. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you so much, Thank Mandy. Thank you, guys. I'll definitely read up my Dr. Seuss for All next All right, you got <laughs> it. When we come back, it's Duffy's Tavern. Stick around. 
More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. One of the funniest radio shows of all time was Duffy's Tavern. It was a comedy that started in 1940. It was all about a flea-infested dive on 3rd and 23rd Streets in New York City where the elite meet to eat. Ed Gardner, he played Archie, the metaphor-mixing manager. Duffy, the owner, was never seen nor heard. He was an absentee owner who had uh, called, uh, he like called at the beginning of the show to check on things. And Duffy's uh, man-hungry daughter, Miss Duffy, was originally played by Shirley Booth and Florence Halep and later Sandra Gould. Other regular characters were Eddie the Waiter, Clancy the Cop, and there were often guest stars who dropped in on the, uh, on the dive of a tavern. And on this particular episode, Vincent Price makes an appearance. This is a broadcast from January 5th, 1951. Here's part one now of Duffy's Tavern. NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television, and by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia. Here we go, friends, to Duffy's Tavern with our guest, Vincent Price, and starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Duffy's Tavern, where the elite meet the eat. Archie, the man you're speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Hey, uh, guess who's coming down tonight? One of the finest actors of our day, Duffy. No. Not Dustin Farnham. No, not Hobart Bosworth. <clears throat> Duffy, I said our day, not yours. It's Vincent Price, Duffy. You know the guy, he plays the hate interest in them uh, psychopathical murder dramas. <laughs> you know, he's always the louse. Uh, <laughs> pictures, uh, you know, when, when Price says, I think I'll take the head off, he ain't talking about a beer. He <laughs> uh, does all them dirty, nasty characters, though, in a real suave manner, sort of a soft-spoken loudmouth. <laughs> That, you know, that, that sweet, soothing kind of a voice. You don't know whether you should listen to it or pour it on a waffle. <laughs> but in person, Duffy, he's different. He's every inch a gentleman uh, with lots of savoir-faire, you know, the type of a guy you, you just know that he looks dignified in his long underwear. <laughs> and how's the crowd here? Oh, it's the usual after-the-night court crowd. <clears throat> Huh? Well, look, I got an idea how we can swank up the place if you listen. Well, look, Duffy, who are the biggest spenders? Actors, see? And it's obvious why. You see, actors never have any dough. But they don't want nobody to know it. So, ergo, they spend it like mad. 
Yeah, well, my idea is to turn this joint into an exclusive private club where only actors can be members, see, like the Lambs Club. Yeah, well, we'll get Vincent Price and call it the Hams Club. <laughs> All right, I'll call you back, Duffy. <clears throat> hey, Eddie, uh, now look, I want this club to be different. Now, the first thing we do is to drill one of them peak holes in the door, huh? Well, why does this hole in the wall need a hole in the door? Eddie, every club's got one, uh, so that that sort of management can look out and see that nobody gets in but bona fide members. Well, now, Mr. Archie, how are you going to get any actors to join this club? By signing up Vincent Price. You see, Eddie, we've built a better mousetrap here, but in order to catch the right mice, we have to bait the trap with the proper piece of cheese. <laughs> Namely, Vincent Price. Uh, Mr. Archie, uh, what could a man like Mr. Price do in a dump like this? All the things he's accustomed to. Not if he's uh, accustomed to breathing. <laughs> okay, so we'll air condition a joint. We tried that once, and you remember what happened? What? There, we crawled back into the bottle. <laughs> this time, we'll hold it out with pliers. <clears throat> now, what else do we need for the club? Oh, yeah, we'll need a game room. Game room? Yeah, that back room where we keep the pig's feet. Yeah, that's pretty gamey, all right. <laughs> yes, Miss Duffy? I want to ask you something very important. What is it? If a fella says, Dearest beloved, I love you more than the sun, the moon, the stars, more than life itself. Be mine, beautiful Miss Duffy, be mine. Is that committing himself? Well, uh, yes and no What do you mean, yes and no? Yes and no guy in his right mind would say it Well, it so happens that it was said to me by my boyfriend, Rodney Maximilian Haybinder Miss Duffy, you still interested in that bum? Bum? You heard me Archie, it so happens that at Barnaby's Barber College, Rodney is the only one to hold a safety award Really? A safety award? Yes. He's the one man in his class that they trust to singe sideburns without the professor standing by with a fire extinguisher. What'd they give him for the reward? A hot towel with his name lathered on it? Are you kidding, Miss Duffy? This guy really goes to a barber college? You think I run around with illiterates? Here, look at this letter. Let me see. Darling Miss Duffy, I thought about you all today at shaving class. Look, this letter is a little too mushy for me. <laughs> Maybe you better read it. What happened to him at shaving class? Well, let's see. Um, so, dearest, the professor gave me four demerits just for a tiny nick a customer noticed on his earlobe. And, darling, I'm really surprised he noticed it as the earlobe was on the floor at the time. <laughs> then, in my confusion, I made matters even worse by giving the customer somebody else's earlobe. I don't know what kind of a barber this guy is, but he certainly writes beautiful love letters. Miss Duffy, you know, you're really a lucky girl. It's a lucky thing that the guy didn't go to a guillotine college. <laughs> Customers be walking around without heads. Uh, hello, Arch. Oh, hiya, Finnegan. Oh, hello, Finnegan. Good evening, Miss Duffy. My, you look pretty. 
Thank you, Finnegan. Every day you look better. Yesterday you looked better than the day before, and today uh, you look like the morning after. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, don't mention it. See, Arch, I hear you're starting a new club. That's right. Is it going to have dames in it? No, Finnegan, no dames. It's going to be strictly non-sectarian. <laughs> So in that case, I think I'll just stick to the YWCA. Finnegan, the YWCA is for women only. It is? Yeah. No wonder they keep throwing me out of the steam room. <laughs> Look, Finnegan, the, the club that I'm going to have here is just going to be for actors, but if you'd like to join, I'll use my influence to get you in. No, thanks, Arch. I'm too particular. What do you mean, particular? You think I'd join a club that takes people like me? <laughs> I think you got a point there, Finnegan. Besides, I, I belong to too many clubs already. What clubs do you belong to? Oh, the Lonely Hearts Club, the Al Flairden for President Club. Uh, that was disbanded, by the way. Nobody told me why. <laughs> oh, then I belong to the Book of the Month Club. You belong to the Book of the Month Club? Yeah. I have a special membership. They just send me the pictures. Wow. That's a very good club, that Book of the Month Club. Uh, do you attend their meetings? It's a funny thing, Arch. They don't have meetings. Really? Nope. No meetings, no parties, no ball team. Personally, I think the whole thing is a scheme to sell books. <laughs> If you'd like to have some fun, why don't you go over to that stove in the kitchen and stick your head in the oven? Maybe your brains will expand. Good idea, Rog. I'll set the oven for a slow broil. Yeah. And every five minutes, I'll come in and baste you. Now, Eddie, did you start fixing up the game room? Not yet. Well, when you do, I got a terrific idea. See, we'll, we'll get a dartboard and some dots so that the actors can really have a lot of fun with themselves. Uh, how? We'll cover the dartboard with pictures of their agents. <laughs> well, Eddie, the game room looks pretty good here, except for one thing. Uh, what's that? I don't think our more conservative members will like this picture of September morn. Tell you what you do. Uh, what? Put a hatchet in her hand and we'll call it Custer's Last Stand. <laughs> now, let's see. What else does the club need? Uh, uh, members. Members? Oh, don't worry, Eddie. With Vincent Price joining up, we'll have all the actors from Hollywood dropping in. Well, if they're going to drop, this is the place to do it. <laughs> hello? <clears throat> oh, hello, Duffy. You've been thinking it over and you want to join the actors' club? Duffy, you an actor? You get strange fright when you have to call out your floor in a crowded elevator. <laughs> but, Duffy, I'm telling you, the place is strictly for actors. Now, look, holler and take it off for the burlesque show. Don't make you no actor. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll compromise you. I'll, uh, I'll make you the chairman of a membership committee. But remember, no fair blackballing guys just because they ain't Irish. Okay, Duffy. Now, Eddie, I got to get this dart game set up. Uh, where's the pictures of them agents? Right here. 
Yeah, the agent's pictures, yeah. Yeah. You know, they ain't gonna be easy targets. Why not? Even in the pictures, their eyes keep shifting back and forth. <laughs> Wait a minute, Eddie. Eddie, did you notice that? A what? A dart just hit that agent right in the middle of his package. Well, then our first actor must be here. He is the spotlight, if you please. Well, it's Vincent Price. All right, that's the first portion of Duffy's Tavern, starring Ed Gardner and special guest Vincent Price, going back to 1951. We'll get back to it in a minute. I'm so glad that Mee's Meals is back on the air with us because uh, I just love, love, love Mee's Meals. What's your favorite thing about Mee's Meals, Lisa? Well, Carl, you know I'm really picky eater. Yes. So not only I know that. <laughs> am I very picky, but I also have particular dietary restrictions, like I, I'm a vegetarian. And so uh, the um, options are endless. I know we just looked at the menu for next week, and um, Mike has a bean and steak burrito. You have a chicken dish. I have a vegetarian dish. There's fish dishes. There's um, all sorts of different ethnic dishes. There's a lot of options, so you can really tailor it to you, your preferences, and your dietary restrictions. It's amazing, folks. Just go to their website, measmeals.com, measmeals.com. Look at all the options, all the great food that they have. And each week, they switch it up. There's uh, like five or six new meals there. And there's some great desserts on there oh, as well. Oh, yeah. So. And don't forget, newbies, if you're going to order the very first time, you get 50% off by using promo code CARL. At checkout, what a great deal. 50% off your order. Use promo code CARL at checkout. All right, we'll be right back. Stick around. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host in total you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month become a classic radio club member at classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator log on to classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 that's 815-900-7535 And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. How many of you wish there was a better alternative to the sensationalism and outrageous bias in mainstream media? For more than 65 years, National Review has covered the most important issues and political questions facing the country from a common-sense conservative perspective. As a longtime reader of National Review, I can honestly say that National Review doesn't fall for political fads or hysteria, and they never do clickbait. 
Their commentary and opinion journalism is rooted in a love for America and an allegiance to the nation's founding principles. And now National Review is offering Hollywood 360 listeners 60% off of any subscription option, and I would personally recommend their digital membership, NR+. With NR+, you can access all of their content on the website and app, including the digital magazine, and you'll never get locked out of articles by the paywall. Plus, membership includes other perks like reduced ads on the site and my favorite, invitation to monthly calls with NR editors and political leaders. Visit nationalreview.com slash Hollywood today to save 60%. That's nationalreview.com slash Hollywood. Yep, save 60%, Lisa, nationalreview.com slash Hollywood. Hey, you know, folks, uh, we're on a lot of radio stations, a couple hundred-plus radio stations all across the country, and uh, those radio stations are, we just love them. They're our lifeblood. We love you, love you, love you, program directors, and thank you for carrying our show. But a lot of our stations don't carry the full five-hour show, and uh, that's a bummer. You know, if they don't carry the full five-hour show, maybe reach out to them. Maybe send them an email. Maybe call the station. Say, hey, you know, I love this show, Hollywood 360, and uh, but you only carry three hours. Could you put on uh, an extra couple hours? We'd love it if you do that. But if you want to get an email sent to you with the full five-hour show every Monday, we do send the full five-hour show to members. There is a cost. It's $5.99 a month. That's about $1.50 a week. But uh, that covers our cost to um, archive it, um, get it ready to send out. We have to pay uh, pay, uh, the MailChimp. It's like a service that we use. And then send it out to you. So it just covers the cost to do all that. But at least you're getting the program, the full five-hour show. We also add our podcast, Radio Rarities, to the end of that show. So you're not only getting the five-hour show, you're also getting Radio Rarities, which is a program Lisa and I co-host, and Carl Shadow writes. And um, we break down a very unique and rare program and talk all about it and play that episode in the Radio Rarities podcast. So... If you would like to sign up, you can go to Hollywood360radio.com. That's our homepage. And uh, it's right at the top of the page how to sign up. Or you can call us tonight, and you can talk to either Lisa or myself. When you call, if if we don't answer, just leave a message, and we'll sign you up. The number to call, 815-900-7535. We hope you want to sign up for the podcast, 815 Nine hundred seven five three five. Okay, Lisa, we're listening to Duffy's Tavern. Uh, Vincent Price is the guest because um, they're going to convert the tavern into a club for actors, and Vincent Price is kind of interested in joining. Let's go back to January fifth, nineteen fifty-one. Here's the conclusion to Duffy's Tavern. Well, good evening, Mister Price. Uh, leave me W. Welcome to this distinction establishment. And furthermore... Thank you, Archie, and uh, may I say... Just a minute. Uh, Leave me further say, Mr. Price, that seldom have we behooved such an august presentiment to these confines. And further besides... Now, Archie, if you don't mind, I'd like to... Please. I ain't through. The man is in love with the sound of his own voice. Now, let me see. Oh, and feel assured, Mr. Price, that your visit is a bereavement from which we will not soon recover. (laughs) If 
there's anything you desire or call. There's just one thing I would like. What? An edgewise. An edgewise? Yes, yeah, so I can put a word in. <laughs> okay, what's the word? Goodbye. Goodbye, but you just got here. Can you think of a better time to leave? Leave, but you ain't had anything to eat yet. What? Eat here in this moldy mocambo? I'd sooner die. There is no sooner way. <laughs> Quiet, Eddie. Well, Vincent, I'm glad I'm finally meeting up with you, you know, especially after so many of our friends have said that we resemble each other. <laughs> our uh, friends say that? Yeah, yeah, lots of them. Uh, then let us be known by our enemies. I'm glad to see that you're a philosopher about it, Benson. <laughs> I didn't get sore neither. But, you know, as I look at the both of us, I, I can see the resemblance. <laughs> Take our belts. We're about the same height. And uh, what do you weigh? About 190. Well, there you got about 90 pounds on me. <laughs> Of course, me shoulders is a little narrower than yours. Oh, Archie, they only seem narrower because your ears stick out so far. Well, that's logical. But you believe me, Vincent, you darken me up a little, give me an hour with a curler, dab a little makeup on me, and I'd look enough like you to spit at your image. But there's one way in which you and me is different. Huh? Thank heavens for that. What is it? Addiction. Oh, yes, of course. Our addiction. Yeah, yours is lousy. <laughs> yeah, me, I, I like to use big words, you know? Big words, huh? Yeah. Well, I can think of one right now. Oh, yeah? What's yours? I hesitate to tell you. <laughs> I bet I can think of an even longer one. <laughs> In fact, I started using big words the minute I learned how to talk. Uh, how old were you when you learned how to talk? Nineteen. <laughs> See, and by that time, I was already in college. <laughs> you went to college? How do you think I got so cultured? <laughs> you are cultured? You don't believe it? Recite some Shakespeare to me. I'll show you how intelligent I can look. <laughs> I, um, I doubt it, Archie, but you arouse my curiosity. Very well. He jests at scars that never felt a wound. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Hey, Lodge. Yeah, Finnegan. Who's the mushmouth? <laughs> What's the matter? You sore because someone stole your forehead? Hey, Arch, can I punch this guy in the nose? Please, no. <laughs> Just reply in a gentlemanly manner that you never had a forehead. Okay, look, bud, I never had a forehead. Arch, now can I punch him in the nose? Vinny, please, no fisticuffs. Mushmouth here happens to be a gentleman. 
Perhaps I'd better introduce you. Vincent Price, uh, Clifton Finnegan. Highbrow, no brow. <laughs> okay, bud. Let's, let's shake hands and be friends. Isn't there a more sanitary way? <laughs> hey! Hey, I remember you. I seen you in that picture, The Three Mosquitoes. <laughs> And again, that's the three musketeers, not mosquitoes. Oh, yeah? I see it in an open-air movie in Jersey. <laughs> oh, and I thought all that slapping was applause. Uh, the next time you go to an open-air movie, instead of popcorn, you better take DDT. It don't work, Arch. What's wrong with it? The stuff tastes lousy. <laughs> Uh, did you ever try citronella with a scoop of ice cream? Hey, bud, ain't you a little nuts? Look, Vincent, you'll have to excuse Finnegan. You see, just before he was born, his mother had a bad case of fright. Well, what happened? His father walked into the room. <laughs> well, at least you met the guy. Hey, they are. Oh, good heavens, he's back in a week. <laughs> This, this is Miss Duffy, man's best friend. Well, Miss Duffy, I, I can't tell you how happy it makes me to have this opportunity of meeting you. This guy's a better actor than I thought he was. Oh, shut up, Archie. Oh, Mr. Price. Yes? I'm not doing anything tonight. That does not surprise me. a chance to finish. He was hoping he wouldn't give you a chance to start. Archie, please. What I was wondering, Mr. Price, is whether you would like a date with me tonight. Oh, but Miss Duffy, what about my wife? I'll let her get her own date. Oh, but I, I can't possibly go out tonight. Why not? Just look at this horrible haircut some idiot gave me. <laughs> There's no barber college job if I ever seen one. What'd the guy do? Cut it or chew it off? Now, Archie, that's not the worst part. I also got a shave and just look at these earlobes. What about them? They don't match. Oh, so you're the one who caused all that trouble for Rodney. Look, Miss Duffy, please. Someone would like to see you outside. Who? Me. <laughs> Get out of here. Now, Vincent, leave us get to the point. We're turning Duffy's into a high-class actors club, you see. Very ulterior. And uh, we'd like you to be the first member. The first and only? Well, not the only member. After you find out how wonderful and exclusive the club is, we'll naturally expect you to suck in some of your friends. Well, what do you say to our new Lambs Club? <laughs> No kidding, Vince. This club's gonna be wonderful. Just picture. A warm, luxurious room. A roaring heart in the fireplace. <laughs> Low lights, you know, and, and soft dive-ins. Them little daybeds. <laughs> uh, pictures of great actors hanging on a wall. Edwin Booth, Sarah Bernhardt, Richard Mansfield, 
Abbott and Costello. Maury Amsterdam. All of them. What about my picture? Your picture, yeah. I think I have the very place to put it. Oh, no, you don't. Oh. You ain't heard me out. We'll hang it in a place of honor. Under the pig's feet. Under them? Don't I even get top billing? Why should you? After all, don't forget the pig's feet have been here longer than you have. Well, what do you say? Will you join if I can get you in? Well... Good. Oh, just excuse me. Hello? Hello, Duffy. Uh, We got good tidings. Uh, Vincent Price wants to join the club. What? Duffy, I can't do that. No, you can't with a guy like Price. Okay. Mr. Price. What? The chairman of the membership committee desires you to audition. Audition? Yeah. You see, this club is only for actors, and the chairman has certain doubts. Well, hasn't he seen any of my pictures? That's what gave him the doubts. (laughs) Tell him to go soak his head. Right now, he's too busy with his feet. (laughs) Now, what do you say? Will you give the audition? I'm sorry, I can't. Why not? Well, as I said, if I auditioned for that horrible Duffy, I'd be a bigger ham than I think I am, and I I couldn't be. (laughs) Don't worry, you are. Uh, so what do you say? Duffy's listening. Well, all right. I'll, I'll start off with a recitation. Good. Uh, why don't you give him a little of that Shakespeare, huh? Very well. Uh, <clears throat> uh, to be or not to be, that is the question. Hold it, Vince. Well? Okay, Duffy. Not to be. <laughs> Uh, Vince, uh, don't you know no songs or or jokes? Yes, I I know some jokes. Well, go ahead and spring one. Duffy likes jokes. Oh, well, very well. Here's a very funny one. Uh (laughs) Great so far. Uh, Well, it goes like this, you see. A a little boy left his home, and he didn't come back for six years. Uh Uh, When he returned, he knocked on the door, and his mother said, Hello, cookie. So the little boy said, why do you call me Cookie? And the mother answered, I call you Cookie because you've been a wafer so long. (laughs) (laughs) A wafer so long, do you get it, Archie? (laughs) I got it, but I don't think it's going to stay with me. Well, I know an even funnier one. Impossible. How does this one go? Well, it goes like this. Uh, Pat says to Mike, he says, "Um, I just received a letter from my sister. She must be very ill. So Mike says to Pat, really? How do you know? So Pat replies, well, she started the letter by saying, I'm in Chicago sick. Archie, I'm afraid I messed it up. I should have said, I'm in Chicago ill. Price. It uh, just happens that that joke just reached Chicago dead. <laughs> uh, better tell another one, Vincent, but uh, 
not quite so funny this time. Uh, I, I don't want to split and explain. <laughs> uh, well, actually, do, you, do you think Duffy knows the one about the woman who says, um, I just bought a dog, and the man says, spit? And the woman says, nobody drools a little. <laughs> Hello? Okay, Duffy. Well, Vince, so much for jokes. <laughs> what else can you do? Well, I, I can sing a bit. You can sing, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, take a try at it. Well, very well. Stand back now. <laughs> you made me what I am today. I hope oh. you're satisfied. You dragged and dragged me down until the hope within me died. You shattered each and every dream. Oh, you fooled me from Vince. the start. The curse oh, no. of an Hello? What? Well, how would you like to be standing right here next to it? Huh? Okay, I'll tell him. Uh, Mr. Price. Yes? The chairman of the membership committee has decided... Your case in the affirmative. You're out. <laughs> Furthermore, the chairman has asked me to dissolve the club, so you have earned a rare distinction, Mr. Price. Well, what do you mean? This is the first time in history that an entire club has resigned from a member. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening. Listen again next week, friends, to Duffy's Tavern, the Friday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television, and by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. Listen tomorrow evening for The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall the Saturday night feature of the All-Star Festival. Next, it's William Bendix in the Life of Riley on NBC. What's neuralgia? Neuralgia? He's like... I know, neuritis and neuralgia. Yes, and it... it, it it uh, helps with uh, neuralgia. And neuralgia. Maybe Dr. Seuss would know what that. Uh, I think it has to do with inflammation of the nerves. Neuralgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's not. I don't want to go to the doctor and like, boy, you suffer from neuralgia. You have inflammation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that well, Anison would probably fix it because it's uh, anti-inflammatory, right? Right. Yeah. A little Aleve, and we'll be on my way. Uh, Duffy's Tavern right there, January 5th, 1951, with special guest Vincent Price. At this time, he was playing the saint 
on radio. He was Simon Templer, the Saint. This is an NBC broadcast. Uh, Ed Gardner starring. Hope you enjoyed Duffy's Tavern. All right, time for this month in music history. And we're going back to the 1990s with the song you know so well. Closing time. Do we still play this at the end of our show? Sometimes. Right, Mike? No, we, we don't. We used to close the show with closing time. I kind of yeah. like that. It has a good vibe. This is Semisonic, released in 98 on the album Feeling Strangely Fine. I think we should play at the end of the show. Well, Michael, Mike needs a lot Mike's work a whiz to do. in there. He'll do it. If he's not taking a bubble bath in there, he, and he now brings in a portable bubble bath. When we're doing the show, he so really likes the he water. Does. He likes. Do you like the water? Warm Carl? bubble baths. You uh, like the water do I? too? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I like a, I like like a, a good bath. I like a good bath every good once clean, in a while. I, listen, I take a bath once a week, whether I need to or not. That's good to know. You got some um, little rubber duckies in there for yeah. yourself. All right. Yeah, I do. Good. All right. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. If you'd like to give a pastor box to your pastor or small group leader, visit pastorbox.com and use code I love my pastor for $25 off each quarterly shipment. It's a very nice thing to do. And uh, you know what else is a nice thing to do, Lisa? I sure do. Come back and listen to Barry Craig, Confidential Investigator, starring William Gargan. We're also going to play Name That Tune, right? That's right. It's all about Stevie Wonder with Stevie Wonder Music. So if you're a Stevie Wonder fan and you think you might be able to uh, note some of the music he's you can give us a call. I don't have to wonder. I like Stevie Wonder. Oh, wow. That was good. But I don't have my rim shot. But I don't bump. 312. I don't have any sound effects. Are you done? 312-642-5600. I thought you were going to do my sound effects for me. I will. We need caller number three. All right. Call now. Be on the air. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.